everybody, and welcome to another edition of Chronic Pain Conversations. My name is Kalila Bruisewell, and beside me is my lovely and beautiful co-host, Ms. Sharifa McLaren. Hi. So Chronic Pain Conversation is a show where we are open and honest and about, about dialogue when it comes to chronic pain. We share our personal experiences, acknowledge the vast variety of chronic pain diagnosis that is out there, look at ways to manage the chronic pain in order to get this community to feel that they are not alone. Okay, so to open up our show, what we always do is we want to start with pleasure or pain. Okay, Miss Sharifa, tell me, pleasure or pain? So Kalila, I would actually have to say pleasure. I had an amazing weekend. And with that being said, no pain. And with all no pain, I got so much done. So 100% all pleasure over here. How about you? I am the complete opposite, my love. It is uh, really sad for me to let you know right now that I'm actually in a lot of pain. So I know right now with us having this invisibility, everyone thinks that, oh, like she looks so pretty and puts mm-hmm. it in her. Um, I've been having seizures uh, at least four per day since the cold has been like back on my body because and then the travel to get here was hard too. So this is a, a pre-warning for all of my audience members out there, there is a great possibility that you might see me twitch on the show today. (laughs) Don't think I'm crazy. And the other thing is, is as much as my pain is like literally on a scale of like 10, 12 right now and my back hurts, um, my mind is in a 10 as well. So I'm ready to really start this show. If you hear the raspiness in my voice, this is just part of it. You'll learn about us as we have our ups and downs, but we're always up in our minds. So Ms. Sharifa, tell us what is today's show about? So today's show, we are going to dive into trigger points and myofascial pain. So we will touch on what trigger points is, what is myofascial pain? How are they related? But first, we do want to give you our question of the week. So chronic pain sufferers, tell us, where are your don't touch me spots? Those nasty trigger points. Let us know. Okay. So... Kalila, what do you think of when you hear trigger points and myofascial pain? Well, when I heard about this, when we found this on the on the list of the chronic uh, conditions, I was actually just happy to see it there because I had already received the myofascial pain release treatment before, um, and I wanted to learn more about it. So I was really happy. But when I was first introduced to these words, like okay, fascial, myofascial. Um, They sounded weird to me until some of the clinicians, some of my specialists, when I started to ask them questions and they gave me further understanding, which is exactly what we are planning to do with this audience today. So tell me, when you heard about this, (laughs) yeah, that's the exact look you gave when we got to that list. That's the look you gave people, so go. Okay, hear me out. It might sound funny, but I'll keep it real. So when I first saw the word, looking at the word myofascial, I thought my face. 
But then it would make me think, okay, painful pain in your face. But after doing some research, I realized it had absolutely nothing to do with that. It actually had to do with pain in your muscles, more um, a part of muscle pain. Mm-hmm. Trigger points I'm more common with, so I know those are more areas that are affected by things that may trigger pain in that area. Um, for example, the cold will trigger pain in my knees or my ankles, right? But let's actually get into the definition. So the definition of trigger points, a sensitive area of the body. So when stimulation or irritation um, causes pain, when it's like overstimulated, right? So trigger points are actually commonly categorized by two features, primary and secondary. Although trigger points are usually differentiated by tender points, the major reported difference is that trigger points produce pain in a referred pattern, which Kalila will later get into. Tender points generate pain at the site of palpitations. So trigger points, Kalila, are further classified as active versus latent, which in other words, big words here, other words, they are existing but not yet developed, or what you would call hidden. Okay. Um, latent trigger points, which are the hidden um, trigger points, um, elicit painful sensation only when the application of direct compression um, occurs. And active trigger points elicit pain um, spontaneously as well with compression. So, Kalila, what are what are our trigger points? What does it look like, and what is a pain like for you? Okay. So everything that you just said, people are like, wow, wow, what is happening? What? Okay. So trigger points. Trigger points for me are my neck. When someone touches certain parts of my neck, I can cry. When someone touches my collarbone, especially if I'm already in a state of, as soon as they touch it, sometimes it doesn't even have to get touched. Tears will come down my my temple. My, my, wow. my we are talking about the temple. You know, like sometimes when you push in here and you have to push it to release it. Right. That's actually a, a, a trigger point that when I'm already in a in a state of like pain, I get that that click. Then we have things like my shoulders, my hips. Um, my LTs, which are on the side of your legs, um, different parts of my spine. So sometimes when my doctor's going in and he's literally going through the different lumbars, specific ones will just immediately weaken my body. Wow. Yeah. So basically for me, that is where my trigger points are. And um, we've learning that triggers and trigger points are two different things. Like, and it was really funny. We were having a conversation this weekend and I was like, okay, the weather is my trigger, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's not my trigger point. And we were having that conversation and that's trying to figure out what each one of these is. So for me, I've had to go to different treatments over the years. um, And I have had, let's see, uh, myofascial uh, release 
through a chiropractor and a physiotherapist. I touch, I go to chiropractor treatments, not just for alignment, like not really even alignment for what's called matrix patterning right now, which has helped me release a lot of that tension um, because of what's going to happen with what's happening with the myofascial. And then I go for massages. So why am I doing all of this? Because I'm doing this you know, when, when it's warm outside and my body feels like, you know, it's got more movement to it, I may only do them once, uh, some once a week, some once a month, but in things like wintertime, I'm there every other week, every week, depending on what's happening. So this is the part that we're going to get into the myofascial pain syndrome. Okay. This is the chronic form of your muscle pain. So we can't take Advil <laughs> happening right now, right? Like Advil doesn't do anything. You know, like our pain is like not Advil, like you are nothing to me. And basically, we're talking about like what you were talking about with the trigger pain, right? So for example, I have a, a point on my wrist here. When it gets touched, you know, a sore tender spot is when I touch it, it just is is touched here, but my trigger point is here. So when someone really pushes into it or it's sore, then all the way up my hands, like watch this. If I do this on my palm, it doesn't just stay on my palm. I can feel it all the way up to the tips of my fingers, right? That's where we're talking about that referral pain, that radiating pain. So the trigger point is where it starts, but the the additional pain of where it goes. Now, the reason why that's happening is because our bodies have something called myofascial tissue. So basically, you know, for our people, whether you're a vegetarian or not, let's think of chicken. When you take the skin off of chicken, there's always that thin, slimy piece of coating that's around it. We have that in our bodies and it's our protective layer. Like we don't even realize that it's there, but it's our protective layer. And basically what happens is, is when our bodies feel some kind of trauma, goes through something difficult, um, it then causes this to more stiffen up, like become like a straitjacket. The more trauma your body has, it stiffens you up because it's like trying to take care of you, right? And what happens is, is um, we have to go in and start helping it to become released because our bodies have become tensed and stressed out. So if we don't release it, it's just like, it's kind of like taking a cup. And if we're not draining out the water, the more tension we go through, the more trauma we go through, the inability to like alleviate it, to deal with it, to loosen it back up is the more, you know, it gets filled up and then it's just overfold. Like we just begin to get this spot. And I understand that because that's where my body was when my first accident happened. Is that making, am I making sense to you, girl? Definitely making sense. Definitely. Okay. So it's just this, um, basically it's actually not a bad thing. It's a thing that's in us to make us, you know, when, when our bot, let's say you just broke your arm, it's, it's there. It, it gives you the information that there is pain. And what happens is, is that's why, like, when we're talking about things like fibromyalgia and we're like, it's in our head or it's in our brain, you know, it is because all of these things are connected to our brain. This is, mm -hmm. it's a part of your senses. It's a part of our senses. And so, you know, that's why, you know, sometimes 
my doctor will be working on my shoulder, but my foot is going off. It's all, it's all connected. And I think the more that we start to understand that it's more connected, the more we start to understand, you know, what's going on. So tell me a little bit like about your story, because, you know, I've told you about how I've been learning about going through my massage and my chiropractor. And, and it also has given me just to let you know, it's also given me further understanding because when I have pain after my treatments, one of the biggest things that I hear from our chronic pain, um, you know, our chronic pain community is they're like, it pains afterwards. I'm not going back. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. Whether you were in pain or not, like when you go to a, a registered massage therapist or something, they're cranking out the knots in your mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel sore no matter what a day or two after right? So really what's happening is, is because our bodies are oversensitive again, because this myofascial is like, it's inflamed, you know what I mean? Like, um, we, we feel this and it's, it affects us even, affects us even more. So we have to get in there and loosen it. And if we don't loosen it, and if we don't work out, and if we Mm -hmm. don't move, you're causing this tissue to only become more restrictive, we have to, in fact, move our bodies, whether it's in pain or not, to keep it going. Definitely. definitely. Okay. So share, me, share your experience with me now. So my experience, um, I thinking about when you're talking about even the pain in your hand, I can definitely um, relate. Um, my main issue, though, my trigger is the weather. For sure. So I think we both share that in common. And what happens to me is that it's, I don't know, it's always my ankles and my knees. And how funny it causes me to walk weird. Sometimes oh. my, my mom will call me a grandma. She'll be like, how old are you? <laughs> but even just knowing the definition of how the pain comes about, of course, all your weight is on your foot. So that's why I believe that my pain is so excruciating, even to the touch. If, um, if like, let's say someone was to like, you know, the Charlie horse, how people say, call, um, do Charlie horses to people? That's yeah. how the side of my foot will literally feel by just pushing your finger in the side of my thigh. That's that, honey. Definitely. So, um, the other day, the other day, I actually went out in the garage. Clea, don't ask me why I did this. Figured I can go in the garage in gym shorts and a sweater just to put some garbage stuff together. (laughs) Kalila? Kalila, Kalila, Kalila. The absolute worst idea ever. I was fine. And as the day was going on, it was getting harder for me to maneuver and move around. Every time I sat down for a while to get back up, it was harder. I can only imagine. Mama. I went in bed and I'm like, I cannot get up any more. Because it's drained. Right. Right. And honestly, please, that would be the last time I ever do something like that again. And if you hear that I do, you have all right to reprimand me. But I felt a tenderness in my muscles. I felt a tenderness in my joints. It feels like I worked out for like two weeks in a row, nonstop. 
So that's that's my experiences more often than usual, especially around wintertime. So do you go for treatment for any of these things to help you release no. it? Hearing you talk about that, I've never gone to treatment for any of those, which is oh, actually, hearing you talk about it, I kid you not, it's on my head to research because if I can get like a registered massage therapist on a regular it's and it's but here's the thing about it so like we we sit back and we think about the pills and the medicine but we don't actually sit back and think about um the the treatment like everybody's just like i want it to go away well the only way for it to go away is for you and this has been the key word in the community and i'll say and i have to agree with it is you have to learn how to manage it Mm-hmm. And managing it is making sure that you have a team that's around you that's going to support you. Just like you have a family unit, just mm-hmm. like you have a community, you now need to have a health community. And like I said to somebody, like, you know, I have a company, I pay employees. Well, my body is my company. If I wanted to move and run, I need to employ people to take mm-hmm. care of it, right? And if I'm employing people to take care of it, we need to be able to have certain conversations. So let's talk about this. Obviously, we always know that one of the first things is is everybody wants the pills, right? Like everyone's like, give me the pills. I want the pills. But you don't always have to go to the pills. I'm in the pills right now. Like now that I'm back and like I'm saying my pain, Mm -hmm. my assistant will tell you I'm having my pain medicine every two, two, two to three times a day minimum. Right. And you're only supposed to go up to four. And I and I will bear some of the pain for two reasons. One, the effects of my tramadol, they leave constipation in my stomach. And then I have iron pills for my alphathemia, which already leaves constipation. So now I've got two whammies. And if I don't watch my health properly, it's going to just upset my IBS, other things like that. So sometimes our medicine can work for us, but can work against us if you Mm -hmm. don't know how to move your body around. Mm -hmm. Then you've got things like, um, another reason why I'm doing it is because I've I've come to learn, and you can call me insane about this. Um, We have what is called a a low pain intolerance or an oversensitivity to pain intolerance. The only way to become, not to become sensitive to it anymore is to become accustomed to it. And so just like you have an athlete who might go into that cold bath of water, the first few times that they put in that cold bath of water, they're like, oh, heck no, I ain't going back. But they understand that their body is overheated and that they have to do this or they have to do it in order to bring treatment to the body. Fast forward, when they become a pro star, that bath is nothing to them. That's why everybody got a swimming pool. Like, I don't know if you saw Kevin Hart did, um, he did an interview. I can't remember with who. Do you remember that? I absolutely remember that. He's crazy. But the athlete was in the tub, like yeah. chilling like it was a sauna. Yep. So... What happens if I do that to my body? So, you know, even though my body is, you know, having these seizures, the more and more I keep a window open, you know, the more and more I let fresh air in, the more and more I slowly allow this coldness to get to my body, it's going to go through the seizures right now, but eventually the seizures are going to stop because it's getting used and accustomed to the level. Does that make sense? Definitely makes sense. 100%. Right. But I have to do this with a lot of different things. So this can be really crazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Some of the other things that we're talking about is, you know, there's always medication, but there's therapy. Now, 
one of the things that you can do for yourself, mama, is that you don't just have to like go to somebody stretching. I talk to you about it all the time. Yes, you do. If you stretch, let's say you stretch five or 10 minutes a day, even when I'm in pain, I know it sounds crazy, mm-hmm. but your body needs the stretch and yeah. needs the workout. It's in yeah. pain because it's tight. The only way for you untighten it is to move it. And I'm not saying go out and run a meth- marathon. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's one of the issues that I've heard a lot. People will go back. They've had an accident and they want to go back to the gym and start at five pounds. Well, honey, half a pound is all you can handle. And it may be the only thing that you can handle for a year or six mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. But at least when you handle it, you're going to start building yourself back up. Posture training. I had to learn how to do my core all over again. And every time I go down, I have to do my core and my pelvic. And heat is the biggest thing to it. But overheating can also be bad for your body as well. Mm -hmm. People don't think about that as at all. So you need to know the balance between cold and you need to know the balance between hot and when to use them. Because you shouldn't be using hot as soon as you have something traumatic. You know what I mean? But you should be using hot to warm you up or those hot bodies. There's um, things like um, nerve block injections or needle procedures. There's life home and remedies. There's coping supports there. You know, there's a lot of different things that you can actually do when it comes to understanding this. And one, the last thing that I want to bring out is this is actually in in me doing some of the research. I went to a site called practicalpainmanagement.com. And they have these listings, they sublisted chronic pain. And I had never seen this before. So this is really pretty awesome for me. And they actually have a, again, we're still trying to learn some of these words, rheumatologic and myofascial pain section categories. And this is where we're looking at fibromyalgia, inflammatory arthritis, lupus, and other autoimmune disorders. So this is where we're in the same boat, Mm -hmm. Lyme and other infectious diseases, osteoarthritis and plantar fasciitis, which is under the feet. I have that as well. And this now makes complete sense because now that I understand that it's a tissue in my body that is reacting, it's an actual, it's not just in my head, but I understand that there's something that's in my body that's actually affected. Just like my IBS, it's my stomach and my GERD. Right. With me understanding that it's the tissue and I have to go in there well, I hate to say it, but you got to need the bread right now. You got to need that dough. And, you know, think think about that. If you're a baker, when you start with that big lump, you got to go in there and like you got to need it out. But the more you need it out, the more elasticity expands, the more further it will stretch and more further. That's what we have to think about our body. Our body went from being very loose to tight and we got to start having people and ourselves help it move. And part of that will also include um, getting your, getting your, and you doing that, um, it includes getting your food right too. So that's my thing. So I'm not, I'm going to step back for a minute because I just gave you a lot of information. Was that surprising? Was that, is this good for you? Tell me what you're thinking. I believe it's very practical and easy to understand. So I'm very, that was very helpful for me, and I'm pretty sure it was helpful for our viewers as well. Okay. 
Um, yeah, so uh, some of the other things are uh, what we want to do is we definitely want to um, get into our question of the week. So if your audience is out there, we want to make sure that you are asking us or telling us, put it in whatever, if you're on Facebook, if you are on Twitter, if you are Twitch or if you are on um, YouTube, answer this question for us. What are your ouch spots? I like how the way that she did. She's like, what are your ouch spots? Where are your trigger points? We've already mentioned some of ours, but we want to hear yours. And we're just going to see if there's any comments out there to see, you know, what are some people, what are some of their trigger points, right? All right. So some people agree that, you know, um, the collarbone, I've seen the collarbone. Is that a spot for you, Sharifa? No, definitely okay. not. <laughs> um, okay. The ankle, the knee. Mm -hmm. so when you go into the knee, when you touch the knee, is that a sore spot yep, for you? I'm, I'm with them on that one, yep. Yeah, okay. Your ankle, have you ever felt it in your ankle? Does your ankle feel a little off and on? 100%. Okay. Wow. All right, so you, it's really funny. A lot of the trigger points, um, I wanted to bring up um, a document that had different areas, but um, if you Google out there, you'll be able to find out trigger points and see where they commonly are, and you'll be able to identify them on you. Mm -hmm. But let's go into our um, our keep it moving moment. Are we allowed to do that right now? Yeah, why not? Our keep it moving moment is very simple. It is it's kind of dope. I like it. It's from Kid Cudi. So it is, when life seems hopeless, rearrange things for a dose of dopeness. Say that again. Say it again. again. When life seems hopeless, rearrange things for a dose of dopeness. Ooh, tell me what your dopeness is. I like that. <laughs> um, honestly, my dopeness is just living life to the fullest in spite of any and anything that drops in my lap. Yeah. What about you? What's your dopeness? Just smiling, like smiling through it all, right? Like I will, like Kanisha, my assistant will tell you, she's like, if Kalila's like, I could be in bed really sad. And I'm like, we need sun. Let's go up for sun. And I'll just, she'd be like, okay, we're leaving in 20 minutes. Oh, oh, okay. Like <laughs> I do that to people. My dopeness is finding a way. Hop on board and get with the program. That's it. Find a way to make yourself dope and make you smile. I love that. Yeah, okay. I love it. So okay. I know people are not a fan of self-diagnosing, but I want to say don't be afraid to do your research. Google things. Google can be your absolute best friend. But remember to ask questions in regards to things that you may see and want more understanding of. Yeah, that's my final thought as well. I'm in that place where I think I know what, what breaks my heart is like we kind of start digging into information and people want to know more and more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've only got a half an hour with this conversation, but um, I want people to understand, you know, we're giving you some words See if you can bring those words to your doctor. See if you can get more, find clinicians and specialists that really study this, that really have um, an understanding of it, that when they give you the definitions or they explain how it's applicable to your body, you feel comfortable, you feel like they're not brushing you off, but they're empowering you. You know, knowledge is power. 
And so we're trying to empower you here so that you can go into your doctor's office and your conditions office and get your power there. So we want to make sure that you're doing that. So we really want to just say to everybody, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Chronic Pain Conversations, the show that enlightens us about chronic pain. I feel like we did that today. Do you, girl? Definitely. <laughs> okay. We will be back next week during discussing knee pain. Now, this is one of the things that I'd said before, like we don't really think about it, but someone could be like injured and they have pain for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And you're not just going to see us. We actually have a special guest coming on next week. So you don't want to miss it. And no, we're not going to tell you who it is. Right now. <laughs> That's why you got to show up. Okay. Or, if, mm-hmm. or social media will tell them if they're following. I was just going to get there, girl. If you are a chronic pain sufferer who um, would like to be on our show, share your story with us. We really want to invite you to be our guest. We want you to um, we want you to visit our link at w our HSCP the chronic pain conversations, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and um, Twitch at CP Conversations. That's CP Conversations, Sharifa. Yes, today's chronic pain conversations was sponsored by Fibro Fighters Stand Up, the not-for-profit organization for chronic pain sufferers led by chronic pain sufferers. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, at Fibro Fighters Stand Up, or visit their website at www.fibrofighterstandup.org. Sweet. Okay, guys. Well, that's it for our show. Um, this is where we want to just share with us if this is me, Kalila Griswell. I'm known as the overcomer because my life is a testimony and you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, where else do you can follow me? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> LinkedIn as at the overcomer. No E-R, just the R because I'm an overcomer. All right, Ms. Sharifa. Sharifa McLaren, Sharifa McLaren on all social media platforms. You can also find me on YouTube. I'm doing family oriented stuff at Sharifa McLaren on everything. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you have a very, very blessed week. Remember to follow us. Peace and love, you guys. Bye.